0: So did anyone notice anything different about the lectionary readings this morning? Mm-hmm. What did you notice? There's some bold. Oh, yeah. yeah. Astute observation. Did that make anyone curious? That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> to try to arouse some curiosity in you. If it's too early in the morning or too early in the year, to so have gotten curious yet, that's all right. But I actually want to talk a little bit about curiosity, just really briefly, because if I don't get home soon and help Carol, then I'm going to be in big trouble to start this year. (laughs) You don't want that. (laughs) Um, But I was thinking about it, um, and I was thinking that I want, as my resolution for the year, to be remembering a phrase that as I reflected on the past year, it was probably one of the most <laughs> significant phrases um, that would be in the midst of particularly my, my teaching and my counseling, and it was the phrase compassionate curiosity. And if there's a phrase that, that uh, aroused a good response uh, over and over again, that would be the, the one that really seemed to resonate with folks. And so I'm sort of adopting it as my phrase of the year, and I wanted to Share it with you and make a few touch points through the lectionary readings, but but actually before the lectionary readings, I wanted to mention the Elizabeth O'Connor quote, which I confess I chose partly because that's what I was wanting to talk about, and was thinking about. I'm not sure what we normally think of when we think of the childlikeness of the kingdom. You know, the reference about you know we need to come come into the kingdom uh, like a child. I think often we think of trust, but I, I wonder if we should think more about the curiosity that's involved. So remembering that quote from O'Connor, she said, the artist is always the contemplative, the one who sees what is there. The uninhibited three-year-old stopping with enthralled gaze to watch an insect or some activity in the street is also a contemplative. If we could recover that lost capacity to look, which we all once had, we might be able to penetrate to the heart of manners. I think one of the reasons why I love that quote is I have a very um, like visceral memory of being a young boy and uh, playing on the edge of our front yard, which is kind of like the you know the curb and then the, the the gutter or whatever if you like of the street, and I was absolutely fascinated with things like cigarette butts. I would I would pick up my mom obviously was not watching, and I would pick up these. Uh, these little cigarette butts and I just thought it was amazing these things that were like tightly packed little rolls of paper And if you pull them apart, all these fibers in there, it's just amazing how many fibers they fit into this little It's like, how are people throwing these amazing things away? <laughs> I was a little, little boy um, But it, it, that just reminded me of, or uh, I thought of that when I heard O'Connor's quote then I thought of how we tend to assume that Jesus just knew everything about people, which I think is a really unhelpful um, thing to think about Jesus, because he emptied himself, right? So maybe maybe he didn't just know about people. Maybe he was just really curious and paid attention to people. Maybe that was why he had the insights that he did into people, because he was really curious and he paid attention and he wanted to know and he asked things. So, maybe if we're trying to be like Jesus, we could think of that kind of curiosity. Did you know Jesus asked 307 questions in the New Testament? You you, you haven't been counting lately? No, No, 307? Well, yeah, I trusted an internet source. I didn't count. This is not verified, but I think that sounds close. That's a lot of questions in in a fairly short, you know, recorded history. And they weren't all questions of curiosity, but lots of them were. But a lot of the questions were to evoke curiosity in in others too. So a lot of the kinds of questions that Jesus would ask would be questions like, like, maybe rethink that. Like, you know, is it like this? Or even think like, what do you want? Do you think about what you want? Be curious. And he seems to invite a lot of curiosity. So there are lots of other allusions uh, to curiosity in the readings. Uh, I thought it was great to think about God's curiosity about humanity in the Psalm, uh, Psalm eight. What are humans that you should be mindful of? What are their offspring that you should seek them out? Like God's curious about us. He wants to pay attention to figure out what's going on with us weird humans or the emptiness of Jesus because you have to make space for curiosity Right. In order to be curiosity, you can't be full up with stuff. You can't know everything. You can't be full of certainty about how the world works. You have to have some openness and some space. So maybe we need to be thinking to be like Jesus and, and empty ourselves a little bit more in order to make some space for curiosity. Or the shepherds in the nativity uh, story who are so curious, they go all the way to Bethlehem in order to see a baby because they heard the singing of angels like Howard Thurman talked about. so sometimes those things that get evoked in us in those moments can evoke a curiosity so deep and powerful they make us do things have adventures uh, set off on a trek or Mary pondering these things in her heart holding on to them holding on to all the good and the hard and the confusing and being curious about all these things like Pondering what's going on in the midst of all of these things? What should I be noticing? What should I be paying attention to? So as I invite us all to be curious um, It's probably good to to just give a little thought to the fact that not all forms of curiosity are are good Uh, We can be curious like voyeurs, you know who want to be curious without relationship without engagement without kind of getting in there and being connected and real with people. Mm -hmm. Or we can be curious in order to learn how to use people or learn where their weaknesses are so we can judge them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those kind of curiosity I don't think are the kind that get us very far. So that's why it's not just curiosity I want to invite us to but compassionate curiosity which I think keeps these things Aligned, we can even be curious about ourselves in a way to beat ourselves up. Do you ever do that? Like pay attention to yourselves in order so you can, like, you know, whip yourself a little bit for what you're getting wrong. Complete waste of time. But I love the phrase compassionate curiosity because I think it's really energizing. It's really energizing to, to get in there and to care. So it's it's caring about other people sometimes it might feel like a duty or hard work. But but curiosity is one of the engines that can drive that and make it uh, an energetic and and interesting thing to do. But the other phrase uh, that I've been just playing with a little bit is the phrase gentling our curiosity. So that it takes the hard edges off, like some of those things that I was talking about, making sure that it stays relational and connecting and gracious. You know, even good curiosity, if we're, too into it can maybe sound like an interrogation, you know. So the kind of curiosity makes us turn a light on and says, there are ways of making you talk. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not the gentling our curiosity. So I think if we see the, the potential and compassionate curiosity, we can, we can be compassionate about ourselves and think about, you know, what are some things that if I paid attention would help me grow, would help me get unstuck? would help me change things up. Or if I get curious about others with compassion, like how can I learn from how others are experiencing the world? How others are different and how they're the same, how we can empty ourselves and make space to pay attention to others. And maybe our listening can help them get unstuck or help them change things up. Or do we get curious about the amazing world that we live in, caring enough to look with wonder and see how amazing it all is? Mm-hmm. Do we? take the time to fall in love with, with the woods and the seaside the coast and the rivers and the birds so that we make real sacrifices in order to protect these things so uh, those are just a few thoughts that I wanted to share about compassionate curiosity it's going to be my phrase uh, of the year and that's my intention and I just wanted to invite others to Think of compassionate curiosity a little more often too. Mm-hmm.